Welcome back to another episode of Diggity Podcast. Tonight, we don't have the wonderful Jeff James with us, but you have me, um, which I have been instructed to still introduce myself as Luscious Brody. It's It, it feels conceited and wrong, and I don't like it, but I, I, it's what I've apparently named myself at this point now, too, uh, as I have changed my gamer tag and PlayStation Network name to Luscious Brody. But... That's not the point. Anyway, I have two very, very wonderful guests with me tonight. Unfortunately, we couldn't be live, but you'll just have to let their their beautiful words paint a picture for you. So tonight, I have Chris True with me and Justin Gardner. How's it going? How's everybody uh, doing tonight? I'm peachy. How about yourself? Quite wonderful. Excited to be here uh, to talk about some. I, the main topic is is just incredible. I'm not going to give too much away, but I'm super excited to, uh, excited about it. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, thank you for having me on. Looking forward to the topic as well. Yeah. Also, thank you. I don't think I said that part. No. You think well, you're conceited? But yeah. <laughs> I I should be the one thanking you. Otherwise, it would just be me screaming into a microphone and nobody would care. So I actually have some awesome guests with me. But see, people make money doing that, so. That's true. 20 years ago, you might have been thought of as crazy, but now you can make money off of that. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. So do you guys want to kind of plug some of your stuff, or do you have anything you would like to plug or tell about yourself? That way our our, uh, our wonderful listeners know who and what you are. Well, I'm a Capricorn, and... Um... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Cancer, so... All right. Um, I, uh... I'm typically on crossroads uh, over with uh, Boss Rush, and I'm I'm excited to get out and, and, and do something, something a little bit different. I usually talk about just PlayStation. I talk about everything. Just games. I'm fucking stoked, man. Hell yeah. How about you, Justin? Uh, yeah, so some people that may be familiar with the Boss Rush stuff, I've guessed it on crossroads as well. Um, but you can find me on most of the socials. Uh, at Zoomy2009 on Twitch, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I do a lot of stuff with the Dad Gaming. I signed up on their team for the Extra Life campaign. Um, although being a dad and trying to be a gamer is very, is very much a power struggle. So I haven't been <laughs> as active lately as I would like to be, but hopefully that will will all change. Is that soon. the is that the same dad? Um uh the, the dad gaming thing with uh colonel panic i'm not sure no okay uh, yeah I well that. i just so had i i believe there was a uh, another guy that i've done i think it might have been crossroads with before um that had a part of it but uh never mind then yeah it's it's a so it started out it's the um the dad facebook group that oh, okay. stemmed from Scary Mommy, so it became its own thing, and it was posting, you know, the like funny dad memes and all this kind of stuff. And then the the dad gaming group kind of uh, spawned off of that and has become its own uh, Facebook collective, as you will. It's uh, basically any dads and dadettes playing things from Destiny to Madden to um, even Mario Golf now, the new one. Um, just a very it's one of the, probably one of the most non-toxic gaming communities that exists online. It's absolutely amazing. 
I, I um, bet you all have kids and you're all just like fuck yeah we keep it i mean you know you have your there's moments in there but you know the admins are really good but um yeah they do tournaments and stuff they've been like had sponsorship with planters that they do giveaways and and all that kind of stuff but it's just the and we've they've done charity work with extra life um bringing in like nascar drivers for the Mario Kart uh, gaming nights or um, football players for uh, Rocket League when they were doing the, the football deal. So nice. uh, they, have a, they have a big community outreach, and so it's, it's really cool to be just a, a small part of that. So It's awesome. I also love the term dadette. Right? Yeah, me too. That's fantastic. I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that. That's very, very good. So anyway, uh, if this is your first time listening to Diggity Podcast, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at Diggity Podcast or Diggity Pod. I can't remember how that breaks down. I really should put it in the show notes so I don't have to fumble o- over it every week after you know 225 episodes. But anyway, uh, we would love to have you there. We also have a Discord channel that if you would like to be a part of, we would love to get you into. Uh, just message us on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you would like, and we will send you an invite. Um, we that 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 discord channel has been kind of dead for a while because it originally started as like a discord thing or a, uh, not a discord thing, a, um, Patreon thing. And then it kind of all fell through <laughs> as we like went on a hiatus and came back. But I want to get that back and up and running again. So if you would like to join, please hit us up. Um, and with that guys, what have you been playing? Kana. I love it. It's beautiful. It is so much fun. It, it, it's 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 been super enjoyable that and destiny i really need to get into kana like that is one that i i haven't gone to because i have been playing tales of arise but i i'm trying to get through that and then i'm gonna venture into kana for sure you, you absolutely should it's it it looks like a pixar movie you can play and it's it it's got its bugs but it's so good that you can overlook like the little things. Like I had to find a way around the parry system because it's, it's just way it's too, not not that it's sensitive. It's just hard to, to, it's hard to use. So I don't fucking use it, but it's worth it with how good the game is. Nice. That's one that's definitely, it's, you know, you have that list of like, I don't have time. I still have stuff in my backlog now. That, uh, that I still need to play. But I've been playing uh, Diablo 2 Remastered, um, some Mario Golf. Uh, I, I just, I love, I can appreciate Mario Golf because you can just pick up three holes and play a real quick round, which is super nice, you know, when you have an almost one month, uh, one year old. Yeah. You have to constantly juggle or you have to be running. So it's trying to get involved in like, ghost of shushima or some of these others that i've just they're just sitting collecting dust right now because i don't want to get involved and then get on just a long break and then try to remember where i'm at and what i'm doing but how to play the game i feel you you have to play two years of Fortnite just because it was easy (laughs) (laughs) i so i actually play a lot of Fortnite with my kids they love it absolutely love it and I, as most kids do, right? But uh, that I never used to be into it. I and when it first came out, I was like, "Hey, this is boring." 
Yeah. <laughs> you run somewhere, die, somebody builds a fort around you, and all of a sudden you're you're dead, and you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. But I played a lot of it. I'm still not great. Don't get me wrong. My my nine year old absolutely just kicks my ass in it. <laughs> just makes me look like I've never played games in my entire life, and I've been playing games way longer than he's been alive. But it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I I I feel you on the switch. Like with the three hole thing, the best part about the switch is the ability to be able to like pick it up and then you can just turn the screen off and go do whatever you need to do take care of the kids whatever it may be especially if you're playing like during the day and then you can you know come right back and pick up and that that is the godsend of the switch for sure my internet's cooperating now by the way that's why we are not live right now my internet decided it hates me so um now i can actually see you guys move which is nice i can see your pretty faces not in a still image but in a video (laughs) all right (laughs) so we are cruising um so this week i've been playing uh tales of arise i have not gotten into a whole lot else a little bit of i think i touched a little bit of rocket league i still still jump into that from time to time um but yeah that that's about all i've really played this week so nothing too exciting so before we get to the big part of the show, which is a topic episode, uh, and we usually don't do some news during topics, but I wanted to cover a few quick things here. So first up, the PlayStation Plus games for October. For October, you can get Hell Let Loose, PGA Tour 2K21, and Mortal Kombat X. Pretty neat. I, and Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just saying, I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, I, I want to try Hell Let Loose. I hear a lot of good things about it. I've never played it, um, but it, it, it looks like it'd be pretty neat. I know it's not like the most graphically intensive game or anything like that, but that's not really, I, I don't care. Um, but it seems like it's a very realistic, um, almost thrown into the same realm as like a Tarkov type of thing, but a little obviously a little different, but uh, I, I want to give it a go. Anything yeah. uh, you're looking forward to, Justin? Uh, so I've had Mortal Kombat X for years now. <laughs> Since so it came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought the like XL version. So obviously I'm not worried about that one. Uh, yeah, interested in Hell at Loose, but in, in a total dad move, I'm excited for, for PGA. Nice. Um, <laughs> because the dad gaming is also doing, just planning to do like an online tournament for that. And I've been looking at it because that one seems to go on sale a lot. Yeah. the playstation store throughout the year and so now i don't have to worry that's the thing i've learned too is you know being a dad and trying to be a gamer like you just miss some games when they're brand new and you just wait long enough and it'll it'll be free or be really really cheap so final fantasy 7 remade that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> i lucked out with that one i i tend to be the person that buys it right before it goes on sale so you're welcome i i think i like spur that they're like hey he bought it let's put it on sale <laughs> So no, that's or, it's gonna one, come, but... or it's going to come to Game Pass. One of the two. That's that's just how my life works. So. <laughs> uh, for Xbox, on the Xbox side of things, the games with gold for October are Arrow, which will be available from October 1st to the 31st. Hover, which will be available October 16th to the November 15th. Castlevania Harmony of Despair, which will be available October 1st to the 15th. And Resident Evil Code Veronica X, will be available October 16th through the 31st. Any any thoughts? Oh, I haven't played Code Veronica in years, and I hadn't heard that yet, so I'm super fucking stoked. Let's go. Nice. I love the Resident Evil games. 
Yeah, I must have my copy, uh, the remake, the remaster from the GameCube era when nice. they redid all of them. Yeah. Oh from, yeah. From those glorious days that work in GameStop, Chris knows what I'm talking about. Yup. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> Our time in hell together. Uh huh. Back in the day, <laughs> which was a Wednesday, by the way. I nothing. I mean, I'm not a big Resident Evil guy. Um, both Jeff and I are not scary game people at all. <laughs> like, we just don't do it. Uh, I I don't mind it. Like I played through like Dead Space and some things like that, but um, I've never been into Resident Evil too much. And I keep saying I'm going to try it and try to get into it again, but I just haven't yet. So maybe this will be my chance. Maybe I'll hop in and play Code Veronica. Yeah. Uh, we have some dates for the Battlefield 2042 uh beta sorry uh for those who pre-order the game or are current ea play members you get early access to the beta which will start on october 6th at midnight pacific time and go through the 7th and the open beta will begin on october 8th and run through the 9th and preloads begin on october 5th what's your guys's temperature on this game how are you feeling about it I haven't looked at it too much. Um, I haven't played a Battlefield game in years. Um, I've been subconsciously boycotting them until I get Bad Company 3. Because I really want that game. I love Bad Company 2. It's one of my all-time favorite games. But I just... I haven't I, I haven't seen enough on it to actually speak on it. Yeah, yeah fair I enough. Think, I think the last one I did was Battlefield 1. And I think with games like that, you know, the Call of Duties and all that, where it's like they're pumping out every year at some point you get a little fatigued and there's only so much that can change that you just it just falls yeah. off the radar a little bit so um yeah, yeah i, I haven't say, seen too much about it but i will say battlefield's a little bit better it at least doesn't come out every year <laughs> so yeah, there's that um but yeah they they definitely pump them out a little quicker than most of these other uh companies with like your i mean your god of wars and things like that but um yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this game. Um, I I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but I'm really excited for this game. I love Battlefield. I hated Battlefield One and I hated Battlefield Five because I I I like modern guns. I like modern equipment, and this like slight futuristic twist on it. I mean, not too crazy far where you're like jetpacks and exoskeletons and shit like that. I I don't care about that. Um, but I I am excited for. Uh, battlefield because i there's no way i'm picking up call of duty and i need a multiplayer shooter in my life and halo comes out in december but i i like mix it up a little bit a little bit of futuristic a little bit of uh kind of more modern and and that that's kind of where i like to lie and god is just not doing it for me anymore i can't i can't do it no i can't either i haven't i mean just i remember back in the day when you would be knifed from like four games over and like yeah. that <laughs> the guy in the next server threw a throwing knife and it hit you <laughs> yeah like, like what the fuck but uh i i played the because i'm a historian so i liked okay. cod world war ii i played that one i played the shit out of that game i played the shit out of uh battlefield one because i see the old guns and i'm like that's a fucking and you yeah. know it's it's cool to me so I, I i agree i like the history side of things i just never liked the gunplay I, they the guns always just don't feel fun to use and granted i know that they're a lot of times they're trying to make them accurate because they weren't fun to use i mean if you go and shoot like a mosin nagant it does not feel fun that is no. not a fun gun to shoot <laughs> so i i get it but i from a from a 
a video game standpoint, I prefer modern, I think. So that's I'm just where I'm at. I'm just waiting for uh, Battlefield American Revolution where we just stand in lines. It's just just it takes, it takes a minute and a half to load a gun. <laughs> uh, shit, I missed my one shot. Here's oh, three more minutes of just pounding pounding gunpowder in a in a BB in there. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, so next up, Blue Point Games has officially joined PlayStation Studios family, which is pretty neat, and everyone saw this coming. So some notable games from Blue Point are the Demon Souls remake, uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake and uh the uncharted nathan drake collection so i don't i don't think this is a surprise to anyone at all <laughs> nope i think fact, we talked most... this point to death on uh, crossroads yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a rumor that started like yesterday they're like oh playstation's gonna announce a, a big like acquisition and everybody's like i hope it's not blue point like i want something more exciting than blue point <laughs> not that blue point isn't awesome and they do a great job but they were basically there already. Two on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just one of those things that you know it's coming, so you know, it's not that exciting. It's not like when, when Xbox picked up Bethesda. Right. It was a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah, that shakes everything up for sure. So the last thing we have before we get into our, our topic here, as we're now approaching 18 minutes in, um, the upcoming game releases for the week. So October 1st, FIFA 22 is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. On October 5th, Alan Wake Remastered is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, BPM Bullets Per Minute is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Hell Let Loose is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Jet the Far Shore is coming to PC, PS5, and PS4. Uh, Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Wasteland 3, Cult of the Holy uh, Detonation DLC is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. October 6th, Art of Rally is coming to PS5 and PS4. And October 7th, Age of Darkness Final Stand is coming to PC. Far Cry 6 is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. The Lightbringer is coming to PC and Switch. And Moon Glow Bay is coming to PC xbox series x and xbox one i am so ready to be past last generation because this is a mouthful and it is exhausting (laughs) (laughs) anything you guys are excited for in here super monkey ball like i yeah i loved those games like i played the shit out of them on the gamecube nice i i I, I know far cry yeah equally fun and frustrating at the same time especially on those those later levels oh yeah oh, yeah, oh, yeah that game can be ass. brutal <laughs> um are, are you guys big far cry fans are media like medium i far played cry a few fans? of them i played far cry 3 um i'm definitely gonna play through um far cry 6 uh Giancarlo esposito is is the fucking man so oh yeah he's amazing like he, he could have done anything and i and i'd uh you know he's moff gideon i had to like i'd have to play right this. <laughs> especially with those commercials now where he's just yeah. like yes i do this and this is the best thing ever so you should get it and commercial he's like the yeah. nicest guy in the world too by the way like he was at a con i was at and like i had to go get somebody else's autograph but like he was like really cool to my kid like his that's he went awesome with, he went with uh with his uncle up there 
Yeah, I've only heard good things about the guy. Like just interviews and like people that have worked with him. Everybody just says he's incredible. And that's really, really cool. He was one of the only ones that just he constantly came out from behind uh, his thing, which is like walking in the line, like talking to people. It was super nice guy. I have his never, game. Yeah, I have never been big into Far Cry, but I will probably end up picking this up. The thing about it is, though, Ubisoft games go on sale for like half off within a month. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to wait a little bit and pick it up later. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't want to do that, you know, um because i i hate the the cast or anything like that that's not the case it's just i have other things i gotta get through first (laughs) and it just happens to work out that way so um the big big topic for this episode and i'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say so basically we wanted we've done on diggity we've done our our favorite games of all time we've done a bunch of different lists and things like that but for this specific episode, especially with two awesome guests, I wanted to do the five games that have influenced us the most, whether that is actually in our real life or our relationship with games or, you know, why we do gaming podcasts or stream on Twitch or whatever it may be. These are our top five games that have been the most influential on us. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll we'll start with Chris and go to Justin, and then I'll I'll follow up, and we'll just do the number five and work our way down to number one. So that was my it, next Chris. question. Actually, yeah, was... I got you right there. <laughs> so well, he's the host, right? And like, if you like... have any, if you have any honorable mentions, we can fill those in at the end as well. It's... Awesome, awesome. Because I had like I, I got to like ten, and I was like, "But what order did they go in?" So this took me. <laughs> right. And oh, I just finished it up like a half hour phone. ago. Yeah, I, me um, too. Like I, I, I've been, I just stared at my list, and I, 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 fi- I, had, I made a change here and there, and you know, I finally, you know, I finally settled on my top five, and my first one is Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four was the first Resident Evil game I played, which sounds shocking because I love those games. But when I had played the first one, I was a little bit younger and I didn't like the the controls. Well, I played Resident Evil 4 and I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever played. I played it on every just about every system it's been on. It's been on just about every system. Um, but it really got me in more into horror games. I've always liked horror movies and scary shit. But because I played Resident Evil 4, I played Dead Space. And, you know, that game to me is it's one of my all time favorite games. But without Resident Evil 4, there's no Dead Space. So right. I, I tried to like, as I was going through the list, um, I thought of games that were particularly, particularly impactful in unique ways um, mm-hmm. that pe- a lot of people may not think of. So, you know, Resident Evil 5 is my number, or Resident, not Resident Evil 5, I hated that game. I really didn't <laughs> like that game at all. That's, <laughs> that's pretty common, yeah. 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 Fuck that game. That pissed me off so much that I didn't play six. And even with six, yeah, I, I also heard not good things. Seven was great though. Uh, but yeah, five Resident Evil four was was four the first one that didn't have the tank controls, or was that three? Four, four. That's what I thought. The first three had those real tanky controls oh, that yeah. just were rough. Especially, you know, a lot of people still love them, but I mean, they they're very hard especially to go back to now because oh, you're absolutely. so used to so much fluid movement and everything feels so much better um so to return to the original version of those games it's it's tough but cool i like it what you got justin 
So I'm going to stick with the, the horror theme, but I'm going to go very... Uh, this was an underrated of the GameCube generation. I guess not, not a lot of people know about it. Uh, Eternal Darkness, I Sanity's Requiem. Nice. Uh, man, I still have it. Because like, I... <clears throat> so I still have the Wii, because I have one of the Wiis that's backwards compatible with GameCube, because yeah. as crappy as it was to work for, for GameStop... <laughs> uh, there were some perks, uh, like getting first access to some some games, and and so I've held on to quite a few of the the GameCube uh, greatest hits, and that's one of them. So I've, um, like I say, yeah, I was one of those that uh, really ahead of its time, I think. Or it was just one of those. Maybe it was because the what system it was on was very edgy for Nintendo to have such mm-hmm. a a gory game like that. Um, but yeah, it, it sticks out to me and. It, it just fed my love of horror games and, and horror films in general, um, which led to like getting into the Resident Evil series and into Dead Space and, and a lot of those moody type things. Um, yeah, that was that was a hard hard list to, to order, but that was yeah, I think it's my number five. Yeah, it, it really is. And you guys both mentioned horror games, and I'm gonna absolutely just fuck up this circle for sure. Um, <laughs> so my number five is actually Pokemon Blue. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I like, haven't even thought about those. Yeah, like I said, two horror games and Pokemon. <laughs> so I mean, the the I don't necessarily care for where the franchise is currently, um, but. I have very, very fond memories of Pokemon Blue. And it was actually, so growing up, I I went to a private um, Christian school, actually. And they sent out, like, the newsletters at the height of, of Pokemon being, like, you know, the best thing in the world, right? They sent out these letters and, like, these are evil. They're, po- they're pocket monsters, yada, yada, yada. And, and, like, on this rant, so my parents did not like Pokemon. And I actually, like borrowed it from a friend and would like sneak to play it on my game boy type shit and i so i i have very fond memories for that for that reason but i also the reason why it made my influential list is to this day i still enjoy a good turn-based game like still love that old school like pick an attack see what happens like octopath traveler i loved a lot of things about that game but not all of them <laughs> but i i still enjoy that like turn-based style game and i think it kind of eventually led into my love for something like a um like fire emblem or like project uh try or triangle strategy now no longer project but uh, of this like real time uh turn-based system still um and, and i i never got into like the older Final Fantasy games at the time because they were all PlayStation. I wasn't a PlayStation kid growing up, um, but like now returning to some of those and and experience games like that, it is a nice relaxing way to play a game without panicking and like pulling a full like Dark Souls where you have to constantly be rolling around and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Every once in a while, it's just nice to sit down and have an, a relaxing turn based game where you can just <laughs> uh, kind of grind through it and, and enjoy the ride. So. I I fucking loved Pokemon Blue. I have I have very fond memories of of that as well. Not the same experience, but like I was right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique experience that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I think we're back to four. It's back I, to you, Chris. I think we are. And um, I picked, I loved these games and I loved the first one, but I specifically loved the second one. And that's time splitters too. Um, I love that game. I have very, very fond memories growing up when, uh, when PS2 was, you know, doing its thing and we would just build maps and then we'd try to play them and we would do this for hours and we'd always come back to where we'd pick like the one square room in the middle with four really, really long halls and we'd put weapons at the end of them and just load that shit with bots and see if we could mow them all down before they got to us. And we would do this for hours and hours and hours. Like I cannot tell you how many cans of amp and bags of sour break crawlers. <laughs> like my kidneys are just fucking shot already um, just from high school. But um, just that was one of the things we did. And I, like I said, I was trying to pick different things from different places and time splitters always sticks out to me. Like we just, I think I just bought another copy of it um, from a place around here and um, where I'm at. It's just, I don't know. That game meant a lot to me at that at that point in time in my life. So much so that it it's higher up on my list than Resident Evil Four. Yeah, which <laughs> I mean, a lot of people love Time Splitters, especially the the second one did a lot better than the first. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's one of those games that people are like constantly crying to have it, or not crying, but calling for you know, hey, make a Time Splitters three, make Time Splitters three. And if I remember correctly, the company that made that is no more, right? Yep they uh, they got they got commissioned to do something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but they made Haze, which was just a steaming pile of dog shit. Um, oh, yeah. I, that, that 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 was always on the shelf at GameStop. Um, but yeah, that's what happened to them. And right, you could be a duck. Like you could be a giant <laughs> duck. It was awesome. I loved that game. It was so much fun. I'm so disappointed they haven't made another one. But um, I did see something not too long ago that they there's work or talk of, of another one somewhere. Unless yeah. my brain's playing tricks on me. So they actually got absorbed by Square. That's what. I, I just had to double check because I couldn't remember what exactly happened. And I think now they actually act as a like a uh, a support studio, more or less. Which is disappointing because I mean they really did some very very cool stuff, but yeah, there weren't like a lot a... of games doing what they did with Time Splitters too. All the bots oh. and making your own fucking levels and shit. Yeah, yes, huh? That's interesting. I've never like looked into it all that much, but yeah, it looks like Takeover by Square Enix in two thousand nine until current, and it looks like underneath of, um, uh, it's that uh, is it Eidos or I. Idos, 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 yeah. Um, I think I just Eidos made Montreal. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Idos Montreal and Idos Shanghai, and they just essentially are acting as a uh, as a support studio for Square. That's a bummer. Time it splitters is. three, man. Let's get that shit out here. I'm, do it. I'm you could do it, it so much bigger and do so many more things. Little Big Planet with guns. Let's go. Oh my God! You're speaking my language. Let's go. Nice. All right, Justin, what do you got? Number four. So just like you, uh, very Nintendo house growing up. Mm-hmm. So we had like the Game Boys and Super Nintendos and and on up. Um, and my uncle had a PlayStation, so I got a little big screen to that. So, um, love the Legend of Zelda games. This is very hard. Like I said I kept like 
moving my list and redoing stuff. Um, but yeah, when it came down to kind of influential, um, I had to go with uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Ah, my Ooh. man, my man. I love that game too. <laughs> so and uh, so I had the like original like the gold cartridge with the lenticular yeah, me too, graphic yeah. on it. I think I, I still can go have grab mine right now. <laughs> like, it, and I don't really remember why, but it, it ended up being the first Zelda game on the 64 I played. I ended up going mm-hmm. back to play Ocarina Time and absolutely amazing, but. Um, you know, as a kid and playing that just the the replayability and the like at first it was tough like i'm sure i think most people like screwed up those first three days because you're trying to figure out like what the hell am i supposed to do that that first boss fight when you get the ocarina to go back um but just the the way that it could change the game the gameplay uh, you had all these different missions and, and everything. It, it had a very nice flow to the gameplay. But you didn't get bored of it. Um, and Legend of Zelda is just, it's just one of those historic franchises. I mean, it turned 35 years recently. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's just one that's that stuck with me. It's one of those uh, vividly remember, like I said, especially with the, the special edition cartridge and wanting to play that and having that that time constraint of you have three days to try to get as much done and then you have to go back and then you have to just try to figure out where you're going next and so um yeah i remember i had like a it was like a hundred page walkthrough on that thing that i printed off from probably like cheat code central or something because i was young enough that I, I would get stuck constantly, especially with like, oh, you can only do this much or these many things in this time period. And then you had to reset time. And so like as a kid, I really struggled trying to figure out where to go and what I needed to do. And and I, I remember I, I'd, I'd try it as best as I could. And then eventually I'd be like, OK, I got to look this up. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to know where to go next. Like, um, but yeah, I have super fond memories with that game. Yeah, it was the, the I, time and era you had to uh, spend money on strategy guides, Prima games, and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, the nice yeah. like multicolored, like all the all the hints and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, those were wonderful. My mom always bought me uh, the Zelda games with the books because I liked the story. Like I, I, I didn't, yeah. I if I read the book and that's how I figured out how to do it, I didn't give a shit. I I just wanted I wanted to play this. I wanted to experience it. So yeah. I don't think I don't think the moon ever crashed on me because I used the book. I cheated. Oh. <laughs> nice. But I couldn't yeah. remember. I could be fucking lying to you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I I adore that game. I mean, anyone that has listened to us before knows that that is my favorite game of all time. So, um, so my number four is actually Halo Three, not Halo Two. And I know that's um, not a popular opinion, but Halo Three. So I never actually had the original Xbox. Um, I did have friends that had it, and I played a lot of Halo 2, but most of my fond memories were directly tied to Halo 3 and actually, you know, doing LAN parties. And uh, and even though LAN parties weren't as big at that time, I mean, with the original Xbox and Halo 1 and Halo 2, it was much bigger, but we still did ha- LAN parties all the time. You know, everybody would name themselves something ridiculous like you know you were killed by a hamster or you know whatever it was so that that way when the now or when the pop-up on the screen came up you know somebody would be in there like 
yelling like, ah, fuck you, hamster, you know, whatever it was. And um, there were much more vile things than that, but I'll stick to the the, the little bit more uh, uh, friendly one, I guess. But uh, yeah, there was all sorts of things. And I I just have such fond memories of that game. Uh, I, I was never particularly good at it, but I remember we would, you know, set up like matches where you'd play like shoddy snipe or you would play uh shoddy and like, uh, the, the energy sword and like just, or the beam sword and go around and it was just, or yeah, energy sword. Sorry. Um, but it just so many nights of staying up until four o'clock in the morning, drinking as much Mountain Dew as I could possibly fit into my, my, uh, young teenage stomach and (laughs) just having a blast. And I mean, that game really influenced me in the way of, of like getting into first person shooters. I mean, if it wasn't for halo, I, I really don't know where we would be on like a first person shooter, um, in that realm. I mean, somebody would have figured it out eventually, but I I really feel like halo was a a huge pioneer in that and how that all worked. And, uh, halo three is just, my favorite halo by by a long shot i could still perfectly run around those maps and know where exactly everything is like every single thing about that game i remember still to this day because it is ingrained in my head of playing so so often and uh it's just a a very memorable experience and it 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 sucks for all the people that don't get to experience something like that because that was a very very special time in gaming i i mean i i just really don't think you can beat the time of of land parties and hooking up you know uh, three xboxes and people in different rooms and shouting at each other across the house type of thing i mean it's just there's nothing better than that uh, we used to do that with Halo 2 next to my parents' house, and we did it when I was in college as well. I was like right in that weird period where Xbox was switching over to Xbox 360. So I did my, I think, my first year of college before the Xbox 360. Xbox 360 was 2005, right? 2005, 2004? Uh, I will look it up. I can't remember because uh, I'm old now. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember I, w- I, I was at least in college, so we'd been using the original Xbox to. Uh, uh, I graduated in, in June of 2004, so somewhere Jesus, in... you are old. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, I'm really fucking old, man, but I'm not as old as Ron, so it's okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it was uh, November 22nd of 2005. Yeah, I was in my first uh, semester of, uh, of college, so we were still on the Xbox, uh, the original Xbox, and nice. we would have LAN parties with Halo 2. Uh, yeah. But it was, just, it was just a special time to like be a gamer as we were transitioning. Oh, yeah, I mean that was their like major title to bring more people into the 360. And I remember at GameStop, man, it was just everything. Uh, if you remember, Microsoft had the Zune. Yes, players. Yeah. We don't talk about it, but yeah, I don't think Microsoft <laughs> remembers the Zune. <laughs> I had, and I might still have. It may not work anymore. Maybe just be a brick. But it was the Halo Three Special Edition Zune with the red versus blue special video. With, oh with all my the stuff gosh. on it, yeah. Oh, red versus blue—that brings back some memories I mean, too. Which I think it's even still going crazily enough. But it's awesome. Either that, or it like just ended this year or last year or something. It, it's been going for a long time. But yeah, just that uh, Halo Two and Halo Three could have been a combined one, and I, I, those two are just so so near and dear to uh to a old gamer's heart. <laughs> I bet but you also, that Zune's worth like a million dollars. <laughs> By it's the way, probably worth a decent chunk of money for sure. Microsoft would probably want it for a museum, maybe. 
The rest are in a trash field. They're with the uh, the ET e. Atari games. <laughs> it is. Oh, I was just. I was on Amazon. Um, see all buying options. There's a used okay. collector's or Zune Halo Three Collector Edition on Amazon for two hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus fuck! Who is like? <laughs> does it come with the hookups too? Uh, it looks like it's in box. That's I think I might have the nuts. box. Actually, I need to go after this. I'm gonna go look in my closet and see if. I... <laughs> That's nuts. That's wild. Just wild. Here, hang on. Here's eBay. What we got? Yep. Yeah. Um. Gotta hit that. Hit that sold for button. Yeah. Well, this brought it up, but it's not even showing any pictures or anything. That's a shitty listing. Probably because it hasn't been sold in God knows how long. <laughs> somebody's crazy. selling somebody's selling the box for fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You don't still have the box, do you? I might actually. Yeah. I, I, I'm one I of those people that keep all my boxes too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've I've tried to get better at throwing away. Two fifty five was the last complete sold one. There you go. That's crazy. Probably man. more so for the Halo component of it. Oh, 100%. It's certainly yeah. not for the Zoom component of it. Unless somebody is like a super, super hipster. Oh, I'm going to go drink my chai latte while listening to my Zoom. <laughs> I'm <Gosh>. sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So back around to you, Chris, number three. I, I think that brings it full circle. And um, I don't know if I'm the only one with a sports game, but I have a sports game. Um, it is... Not like a Madden title, but this NFL Street 2. Yes. Uh, I played oh my God, yes. <laughs> the absolute fuck out of that game when it was on GameCube. So I have two different life cycles with NFL, NFL Street 2. In high school, I had it on the on the GameCube and I made my own team and like all, they had all my friends' names and shit. And like I maxed all their stats out and I played the fuck out of it until I got rid of my GameCube. And then years later, I went to grad school in New Jersey and I lived in this dude's basement. Him and his wife live upstairs. I lived downstairs, and basically we became family. And uh, me and Dan, who's which is the guy's name, uh, bought a PS2 in NFL Street 2, and we played it every single night. We would play best two out of three, best two out of three. We got we played this game so much. We ranked our top fifty streeters. We have rules of who can play what and who can't play what we have a band list for the dickheads like Darren Sharper. Um, and, <laughs> and you know, like we, it's, it's like the, the no, Antoine Randall L can't be QB, right? He was just like ridiculous. Cause he was so fast. You couldn't catch him and you couldn't, if you were running him at QB, like you can't beat that. So like we have our ultimate teams and our, like it, I have so many fond memories. He's he, when anytime he comes into town, we we bust out the PS2 and we play NFL Street 2 every time. I'm still better than probably you know everybody else and everybody they know. <laughs> I played that game a fucking ton hours hours that, that game. That was almost a game that I entirely forgot about. Like I, I thoroughly, I, I am a huge proponent for somebody needs to bring back these like street games. And yes. like the crazy like uh, MLB Slugfest and yep. NFL Blitz uh, or, or Street in that case. I mean, Street is great too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love those arcadey like over the top ridiculous sports games that we just don't see anymore, and it sucks. Yeah, they WWE Battlegrounds. What was yeah. that? 
WWE Battlegrounds. Well, it's, yeah, it's the most recent one that I can think of that has done that formula. But yeah, I think I actually, uh, from what I hear, that's actually not terrible. Yeah, I played a little bit with it since it, uh, what was it a, two months ago, three months ago? It was a PlayStation Plus freebie. Shit, yeah, I must have so. missed that one. Don't tell my wife. She pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I I want those arcade games back, and I can't remember who it is at the moment, but somebody actually struck a deal with the NFL to make some sort of an arcade style game, where because Madden is considered a simulation game, so somebody struck a deal, and somebody should be working on some sort of an of an arcade NFL game, which. If it's Street Two, I mean, That's I will be I there need. day one, <laughs> or day. I guess it'd be Street Three, wouldn't it? Are we I, up to Street Four? It'd be Street Four. Street... They did okay. Street Three, and it wasn't that great. I need them just yeah. to completely remaster Street Two with just modern players. That's all I need. That's all I want. Just let me have that, please, EA. <laughs> if you're listening, no, no, no you don't please. want EA because then no, you get not the EA. Whole... I don't care. Somebody (laughs) fucking make that game. If you want the most up-to-date roster, you're going to have to pay for it. Don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this this is number three on his list of most influential games. It sounds like he's shelling out the money no matter who it comes from. They could make a fucking thousand dollar version of it that comes with like locks of tom brady's hair and i would buy that shit just because thousand <laughs> like biggest for nfl street and you'd frame that hair and hang it on your wall i would he is in nfl street too by the way he is still playing and he was in that game i think he's the insane. only player that is still playing from that game i mean yeah that'd probably be about right and is philip rivers still playing no. yeah philip rivers is oh uh no yeah he retired this yeah. year. I think it was yeah. the end of last season. Yep. Last so did Drew yeah. Brees, and they're and they're they're done. I can't think of anybody else. It's, was, it's just him. Benatari just retired this year too. I mean, yeah, yeah the kickers you know. were worth. Like, you didn't use kick, kickers. Well, nobody kicks fucking useless. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> I don't even kick in Madden. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm also bad at Madden, so there's that. Right. <laughs> All right, what you got, Justin? Uh, number three, Assassin's Creed 2. Ooh, nice. I fucking love that game, too. That's uh, it, by yeah. far the best Assassin's Creed. By so, far. So much. Again, I go back to the, the GameStop era, the time of woe of working with Chris and Laurent in those times, but that was, was such a great period for video games. Assassin's Creed was great um, because it, it revolutionized kind of just... It was just a new thing. But two with the the anvil software thing and just the the visuals the storyline just the the overall gameplay just made that much more of an atmosphere and you were following the story and you were interested in both what was happening in the animus with with Ezio and then also with Desmond as well so there was that the duality of trying to like you get very vested into into both storylines that you wanted to know how it was going to go um and i don't think there's been they've they've done a lot of things to the assassin's creed and that's one of those i think where it it suffered from fatigue for a bit and and now it's even uh like i loved odyssey and then i think because i'm I'm more of that historian so i like that aspect of some of that stuff so like odyssey and valhalla 
but some of those like it's there's just so many side quests and things that just it's exhausting i don't have that much time like you said 10 15 years ago <laughs> all nighters cool let's do mountain dew game fuel and and all that stuff man 30 year old dad i ain't got time for that no <laughs> no yeah no Dude. so it's uh, uh yeah, but I, I think there's nothing better than, than the second one, I think, is, is the best one for me. Oh, it's by far the best of all of them. Oh, um, easily. My wife has played all of them, I think, except for the first one, uh, because she saw me playing two, and then she's like, eh, well, I think I'm going to try that, and she's playing every single one. I'm pretty she's done, sure she's done every single side quest in all of them, because my mm-hmm. wife's also a historian, so she's played all, like, I think she has, like, some dumb fucking number in uh, odyssey <laughs> where she did literally everything and she reads every single uh, everything like i watched her go through assassin's creed 2 and if you could read it she read it oh my god <laughs> everything yeah that's that's crazy i and i'm i'm typically the type of person i love i love gaining knowledge on things but when i'm playing games for some reason i cannot sit there and read anything i i just can't like i just want to play if i want to read something i'll you know do it while i'm on the toilet or (laughs) whatever it may be like i i get that time in but it's usually not while i'm playing games but uh i have with Assassin's Creed 2, I have a very specific memory of I was laid up because I broke my kneecap. So I was out of school at the time for like three weeks or two weeks or something like that. And I had that and I had Modern Warfare 2, except for I also didn't have an internet connection. So Modern Warfare 2 was cool for, you know, the, the six, seven hour campaign or whatever it was. And then uh, I remember I dumped the rest of that time into into the uh assassin's creed 2 and once i finally ended up getting internet and everything like synced up or whatever i almost had 100 percent of that game it was like a couple things i hadn't done or like a few like pretty difficult deals and and was trying to get you know the the full they don't have platinum trophies but essentially platinum because i was playing on xbox um and god that game is just it's so good it's incredible I lo- the history is is spot on. Ubisoft did the the amount of research they do into the history that they put yeah. into shit. I was in a class in grad school that was called the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, and I'm sitting in class, and the teacher's showing me pictures, and I'm going looking at this building. I'm going, I, I know that building. Why the fuck do I know that building? I've never been to Italy, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I've been in that building. And then I was like, Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed Two. That's in Assassin's Creed Two because it is spot fucking on. Also, Ubisoft, if you're looking for a historian, yeah. <laughs> I killed, I climbed the side of this building and killed a man right there. Like <laughs> exactly what I said in class too. Yeah, like almost verbatim. I was like, "Hey, I've, I've actually climbed to the roof of that." Yeah, and people look at you like you're batshit insane. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish I loved Valhalla, like because I love that that Viking time period, yeah. and also same for Odyssey, like that that whole like Spartan uh, time period was so cool. Um, but I just there's too much shit going on and i just i i'm a completionist too yep. so i have to do everything in one area and uh, it drives me crazy i just can't do it anymore i used to love it and i can't do it anymore yeah it's exhausting it is all right my number three uh this is an odd one but super mario land for the game boy i loved that game mm. i 
don't even know how much time I put into this game. This was a game. I was pretty young when we had this game. Um, it was actually my sister's Game Boy, and she had like a handful of games. She had like Tetris, the really bad Home Alone game, and Super Mario Land. And we would sit there, and it it got to the point where the Game Boy like wouldn't even accept double a batteries you had to like have it plugged in all the time in order for it to work and we would sit there and just play through this game over and over and over again to try to get to the end you know and and as a kid it i i wasn't great at it i mean i i I did what i could but i don't think i ever beat it i i may have beat it at one point i'm not sure but i do remember you know it was this this conversation of like me and my sister be like so how far do you get today and you're like which level do you get to you know this and that and that was really my first real exposure to video games for the most part, I believe. Um, and, and that was, I mean, that, that side scrolling platforming that I know and love today and still love today. I mean, now you have games like Celeste that are, or shovel Knight that are just doing incredible things with that, that same style of game that has been around forever. I mean, I, I mean, damn near since the beginning of games, right? Like a little off, right? But um, that same style game, and I, I still to this day love playing through those. And I, I, this game is what did that for me. It, it gave me this love for platforming that, I mean, again, a lot of kids these days really don't play. I mean, sometimes kids, their first game is, you know, what if, Fortnite, I, I, I don't. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Five. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I should know. I have kids, but uh, they've played uh, like the Lego games and stuff, right? But it, it, it's um, I feel like those those side scrolling games are much more appreciated by the people who grew up on them and and really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sharpen their teeth on these type of games. You know, these brutally hard games because mm-hmm. they aren't something they could add DLC to. They were this is what you got. So this is going to be brutal and it's still going to take you forever to get through and beat because it is, ex- it's, it's just ridiculously hard. And I, I, I love that to this day still. It's, it's so good. I love, I, I have fond memories, memories of that game. This is one of the few handful of games that I had on uh, my game boy. Cause I was, I was born in 85. I got it. was really playing that game in like 90. So I'm like five, six, yeah, and I just remember going on road trips, playing that shit by light, uh, going like by the light, and just really playing that. The beginning of Link's Awakening over and over and over again. The beginning of the Metroid for Game Boy game over and over and over again. But Super Mario Land, I could do, and that was it. The Lost Coins, Seven Coins, something yeah. that was the second one. Yeah, I, I I rotated those games pretty. I never beat them because I was you know a small child. But. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. And that's the, the introduction one. of Wario. Yep. I, I just, it, it's so crazy, like, how influential Mario has been. And I, as I was making up this list, I had, like, three or four Mario games that I was tossing around. I was like, I, I don't want to include all of them, but I got to include one of them. And it was a very, very close tie between this and Super Mario World, which was actually one of my... Um, honorable mentions that I apparently got out of the way a little early. <laughs> I think we've hit all hit like a, several honorable mentions. So when we get to it, we're gonna be like, um, <laughs> shit, I gotta think of something now, <laughs> right? And uh, what's crazy about this too is so far we have not had a same game. 
No, we've not all at all. had very different lists. And I mean, really, we, we've got what six more games to go, and we'll see what comes up. Yep. I, I, is that is that it coming back around to to me? To it sure is, to absolutely. Oh, yeah. a segue. It was it was a very <laughs> loose segue. And I was yeah. wondering if you're going to pick up on it. <laughs> I, I was ready. Yeah, you got it, man. So, um, I've always played shooters, and you've actually heard me talk shit about this franchise in this episode. Um, so Call of Duty, <laughs> yeah, yes, but for a very very specific reason. So back in the day of GameStop. I was there when Modern Warfare 2 came out. And, um, I, dude, I got I got the goggles and shit. I had them forever until I fucking got <laughs> them with somebody. Because uh, they were really, really awkward, and they only kind of worked. You could run into shit very easily. But <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 was the first online game I really, really got into. One of my friends who worked at Intellos, actually, outside, um, Monty, uh, Monty Hall. I don't know if you do, 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 do you ever meet him in the mall. Like, this is, like, right after Lorong got fired from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm getting, like, <laughs> Monty started coming over. It's, it was, it's a whole thing. But, like, I started playing with him, and then I started playing with all of his friends. And we played that game every single night. If you guys remember the, uh, the, the embassy level, we would lock that thing down and just piss people off. But we played for hours and hours and hours all the time. But I made some of my core friends there. Um, Amar, who's one of my buddies, is uh, he was in my wedding. Um, Monty would have been uh, if he hadn't have um, passed away in 2013. And he just because of that game, I grew so close with him. I grew close to with him as well. He's part of the reason I teach. Like he's that, that it, Modern Warfare Two being number two sounds fucking stupid, because um, again, knife from four games over. But it was such an integral and an important piece of my life that I had to include it. And it had to be number two. Um, it's it's just my my number twos are or my number two and my number one um, are is they are probably the most important games that I've I've ever played. Even though it's shitty, Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game, though, man. Fuck it, like it yeah. was fun. It was a fun game. I I have a lot of good good memories of that too. I mean, nothing to the to the level of what you have for sure. But I I de- a lot of my friends uh, we we always would play it. And again, wh- uh, most people would come to my house to hang out, which is stupid because I didn't have internet. <laughs> we <laughs> we had like you know minimal if any internet at at all so we couldn't play online it was always just you know split screen type stuff and you know you'd be sitting there yelling at the person next to you like quit fucking looking at my screen (laughs) but yeah i mean i i fully get that like you have a a far more important reason to love that game rather than just the game itself and that's that's really cool and and sometimes that's that's what it's all about you know it's 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 about the experience absolutely it shows why video games are important Mm-hmm. They build relationships yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. Number two, staying with the shooter theme, Doom, the classic. Ooh. Oh, nice. The, the IDKFA, IDDQD. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously not the first 3D first-person shooter kind of deal, but it was the one that, I mean, it stands out that it just revolutionized. Um, obviously, let's see. So I was a kid and being a parent now, I don't know how my dad got away with it. Cause we, <laughs> we let us play 
Doom and Duke Nukem with I mean he, he his parents it. didn't know then. They had no idea. <laughs> oh, I think he knew. He knew. Because <laughs> he was very much an avid player as well. It was so it was he bought the games and then my brother and I would get to to play, but you know, it was back in uh they had like the parental control you could do like for Duke Nukem and all that kind of stuff, but uh no yeah square, no square boobies i remember that game <laughs> <laughs> it's too traumatic for children of the 90s <laughs> uh but yeah doom i remember just being being that little and like the scare tactics of that game just the i mean the by today's standards very terrible midi soundtrack but it worked just well enough with the visuals that you know you hear someone grunting and it you you are out of your seat um and, and obviously it's it's a legacy that um you know doom and then doom 2 and and then ultimate doom i mean i kind of group all those together because they were very similarly structured and they came out almost very quickly from each other um but yeah i, I think that's it was just another one of those like emotional things that um that i remember my dad from that you know it was almost kind of like a, hey don't tell mom like you know, being the cool dad and, and letting us play these games, and um, you know, I've still bought all the Doom games through the years just because it's it, it's still they they find ways to to tweak it and to make it interesting, and um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely one of my first memories uh, for video games. That wasn't Nintendo. No, no, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> it was most decidedly not. I mean, but not like- until. 64 some doom 64 and right that was a great oh, yeah. game too like yeah. i don't know I'm, I'm a big fan of the doom uh the doom games as well like i said i mean obviously i remember the codes to it i tell i tell my students it all the time because i teach and, you know <laughs> i know that you guys are all now shocked that i'm a fucking teacher <laughs> i promise i don't talk like this at school yeah no buddy you're doing, you're doing a great job <laughs> you're doing a great fucking job <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic um but i just i i similar i have those same my my mom just knew uh fucking nintendo so i'd go to my friend's house and play uh play things like doom but in in just i have to tell this story because you mentioned the uh the midi song so i went right after my wedding somebody for whatever reason gave me a nerf gun and gave us a gopro and so i strapped it to the center of my chest and i held the gun out here and i was i kicked my door open i was going and my wife is sitting on the couch and we have just been married so i'm shooting the dog and i'm shooting her and she goes you know what this is the uh the prequel to chris and hannah get divorced <laughs> <laughs> annulment (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's that's awesome though with the gopro and everything like mimicking the yeah god i i wish i had that that memory attached to doom i just don't i i didn't grow up around it i mean like i told you earlier i wasn't even really allowed to play pokemon so doom sure as fuck was not happening in my house um i did briefly touch it at some friend's house type of thing but like not enough to even do much of anything um and i I really my first exposure to doom was the 2016 reboot which is crazy i know that's absolutely fucking insane now I've, i've i've been running a gaming podcast damn near since that came out right so it's like you would think i would be you know at least somewhat involved nope nope 
I, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed 2016. I thoroughly enjoyed Eternal. I, I, I love what that franchise brings. I, I still haven't gone back to play those older games. I have a hard time going back to old games personally. I, I just doesn't work for me. Um, but those aren't I, actually I, that bad. No, they really aren't. They really aren't. I just I, I don't know what it is. Something about it. It just doesn't click with me again. I'll still play like old Mario's and shit like that. But mm. I can't go back to the old like really polygonal um, like characters and things it, it's it's tough but i i respect that franchise for what it is and and i mean it is such an integral part of of shooting games to this day i mean they while it may not have been the first one it is a very pivotal part in how you know games got to where it is now and it's so important to gaming history it solidified the first person shooter oh absolutely wolfenstein yeah. created it yep doom made it stay yep Yep, Which is another franchise I love as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Uh, my number two, and I'm going to get a little sappy on this one. It's, and it's not, it's not that it's a bad game. It's a fucking wonderful game. It's one of my top five favorite games of all time. Um, but God of War 2018. And the reason this game sticks out to me so much and why it is such a big influence on me um, it, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, playing playing this game as a father, it really was a very different experience than what I would imagine playing this game as as not a father. Like, um, I mean, I guess uh, Ju- Justin, you wouldn't have had your kid yet, no. but I, I'm sure there's still things that you can look back on from that game that that are just very different after the fact, and. I grew up in a very traditional household and I'm sure you, you guys to some extent to where like at that time, the way I, at least I was raised, my dad wasn't exactly the, the feel good type, right? Like he was very much like he went to work, he came home. I don't remember a whole lot of interaction with my dad as a kid. Now we're very close, but it was a very different thing at that time. And, and, you know, like it was always the, if, if you know you you fall or hurt yourself it's kind of get get up rub some dirt in it move on your merry way and the the beauty of that game to me is watching that evolution of kratos unfold as he struggles to be a father especially a single father and i mean spoilers i guess i don't know it fucking came out in 2018 go play the goddamn game. <laughs> um but the 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 struggle of losing his wife and then having a kid and having to figure that out, I, I couldn't even fucking imagine that. And especially when you're the god of war. Um, but this this whole experience of him being very harsh and very cold to his son and trying to, over the course of this adventure, learn how to deal with being a parent and deal with his son and, and approach him. Because he's a young kid. He, he's still trying to learn and trying to grow and and the worst thing he could do is disappoint his father. And he feels like he's constantly disappointing his father. So as a parent, I I struggled with that when I, because of how I was raised, there is that element of like, well, yeah, that's, that's the age or, you know, I was around that age and it was like a, Hey, go on, you know, you get back up, go back out there. Like there wasn't that, that reaction of, of, not 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 like love but like a uh a, a connection like it was just like that's my dad he's just my dad like he's there he 
he makes money. He, he comes home. We, we live in this house because of that type of thing. And so just watching Kratos kind of slowly start to unfold granted by the end of it, he's still not fully there, but he, even just the conversations as you're rowing around in this boat and you're, you're hearing him tell stories and yeah, he's still rough around the edges cause he's fucking Kratos, but hearing him tell stories and try to finally learn about his son and learn how to interact. It, it just, it really hit a special spot for me that I, I really, really loved. And that's why that game will always be in my top five, probably favorite games of all time f- forever. I mean, it, it has solidified its place and why it is such a big influence, not so much in, in gaming for me, but more my, my own personal life. So I, am same page like a hundred percent um i actually so bodie was born october 13th or excuse me october 3rd uh 2018 um his birthday is actually sunday so shout out to him um and happy so birthday, i had, bodie. happy birthday <laughs> bodie um so i actually played it before he was born while my wife while my wife was pregnant which by the way when your wife tells you you're that she's pregnant do not high five her that was what I did in a, like, in a, like a half asleep stupor, um, which is a story that like we don't, I haven't shared very often. I just told before we got on the show, uh, Brody and Justin. So yeah, don't do that. Learn from me. Um, so I got the experience of just, I, I didn't finish it. I played the beginning of it. I never got all the way through it, but now I'm playing through it again and having Bodhi since then. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I get this. Cause my dad was like yeah. that too. My dad went to work and he came home um he'd get home at 5 five thirty, but he'd have to be up at four so he'd go to bed soon after yep. there there were when uh, my dad works at a nuclear power plant so whenever they would go to um have like um they called them outages he would be yep. gone for a month um you know me and my dad my dad and i are very close like the things we did were like watch movies and shit he never played video games or anything like that so when i got my time it was it was that so like you get those little glimpses even like it's very, very true to life, especially for those of us who grew up in the eighties, nineties yeah. uh, era. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's I, different very, experience. Very similar. My dad was worked in a steel mill and worked Saturdays for as long as I could remember. And if they were on outage, he was there, you know, and you didn't fucking see him for a week, two weeks, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a eighties and nineties dads are, <laughs> are very different than, than uh, a lot of parents today. So it, yeah. it it's a very different thing. And we, well, we're the dads now. Yeah, right? we're, we're and we, we are we now the dads, that. so we're yeah. we're trying to to break that cycle, right, and, mm-hmm. and be better. And I, I that's that's one of the the beautiful parts of that game, and why that that is just it it clicked so much more. Like, because I struggle with it still to this day. Like my my kids are nine and six, and there's times I find myself being too harsh because yeah. I I work in a steel mill too, so it, I I'm used to harsh. I'm used to everything is very harsh. It is what it is. Fucking get through it type of thing. And and it is very hard to turn that off when you come home. But I, I mean, I, it's stupid how much I think about this game and like, come on, like, come on, like, this is not good for them. If you are like this, you gotta, you gotta be better. Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I, it I'm, I can, yep. my kids only about to be, it's really only about to be three. And I, I, find myself being a little bit too hard on him. And, you know, sometimes I like, I school's not easy right now. It's if you have been in a school in the last few years, it is a fucking shit show. Um, And I've been, uh, I've been, I I found that I've been bringing that home and, you know, it's hard to shut that off sometimes. 
I love my kid. Like I would do. Yeah. I, I don't. I want him to be it because I just want to do everything for him. So we have a cat and a dog too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a game where the voice casting absolutely makes those and, and evokes that. Christopher Judge, which I loved him in Stargate and all that. So, um, but yeah, that the acting and then what he brought to the character of Kratos that was different from you know the the greek yeah. storyline where you know he had already lost a wife and and the child as well so i mean that i think you could tell that as well with his character this is a man who's lost not one but two wives and is still yeah. trying to deal with all that so already a very closed off individual and and uh yeah i, I think we're all on the same page that that 80s 90s just you you see some some real world kind of reflections and some you know, it, it's hard not to sometimes. And when when a game studio can evoke that much emotion in a video game, like they're doing something right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I cannot wait for the next one. Oh, uh, that, hell, my that might make my top five list too. It might be two Gods of War <laughs> <laughs> that came out within the span of you know four years that make my top five list of all time, but. I so be it. I mean, they did an excellent job on 2018, and I, I expect nothing less. Even even though Corey Balrog's not at the the helm, uh, right. he it sounds like he has absolute confidence in in who he handed it over to. I've drawn a blank. I I was thinking his name was Chris something, but I'm drawing a blank. Maybe it was Eric. Don't know. But maybe Dave. I, who knows? It could be Dave. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Fucking Jeff. I just I I, I love love that story and i'm so excited for this next game yeah it's gonna be a good game it's gonna be a good game eric yeah. williams there you go eric i got it on the second try kind of there you go it's a it very wasn't... it's a very like basic name i mean eric williams and super yeah. common i was gonna say aloysius but i figured that was wrong uh, <laughs> it's close <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we're back to you there chris all right, and I, we're we're numero uno. We're at number one, and I thought about this one for a really long time, actually, like because I almost, I almost put a, another game in the same series. And um, when I was making this list, and I, I called a buddy of mine before I got on here, and I was telling him about it because I was super excited about coming on the show, and we had this conversation about it, and he said, "Oh, your number one's definitely Ocarina of Time." I said, "It's actually not." I almost was Ocarina of Time. I didn't want to have two Zelda games on, on in there. It very easily could have been. But I put a link to the past. Nice. A link to the past is probably the most important video game I've ever played, period. Um, and that's because of my mom. Uh, my dad. So my dad was working and all that. He never played video games, but my mom did. And uh, so when I was little, she would get me up. When she went to beat the original Zelda game, she came and woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning and I went downstairs and I, I watched her beat this game. There are pictures of me and her sitting in front of the TV, right? And like, this is like super, if you knew my mom, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but like, this is what we bonded, really bonded over because things haven't always been great with me and my mom. We still get into it, but things have made it, have made it better with, I mean, with my son's made it better and, you know, I, I'm starting to appreciate her a, a, a lot more than I have in the past. But A Link to the Past is the last game she played. Um, when it went to 64, they started making her sick. So 
with a link to the past, she basically coached me through it and she played through this game and I watched her play the whole thing. And I eventually went out and I, I, I beat it on my own, but like, to me, that was, she was handing the, she was handing the mantle over to me to pick up and take that and, and, and go on and, and beat the rest of them. And, you know, because of her, I love video games. She probably hasn't played a video game in forever. Um, I, I, uh, you know, when you came on Crossroads and you were like, uh, you know, Death Storks, it's like, it's like Zelda. I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to play that game. And I played the <laughs> shit out of it. I beat it by the next show. Um, because I, because I loved it. And that all, that all comes from my mom, right? Like you, you know, things with your parents are not always great, especially when you're young and you don't appreciate it. And, you know, you always know that you love your parents. Um, you just don't know how in a lot of those instances. And, uh, that's how my mom showed me. And like, that's, that's what she did. And that's, you know, I, I, I couldn't be more thankful. It's like the greatest gift ever that's something that's been extremely important to me and uh you know a link to the past right the game's still fucking awesome oh it's incredible by itself without the incredible story behind it too i mean that that really adds to it of course but i mean it's a it's an awesome game too but i i I bought a switch and immediately started playing that one by the way i just got a switch and i'm playing a link to the past nice that's awesome yeah i and the 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 stories that come with like the these last batch of games and stuff i mean it 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 really it's incredible because you know the people that shit on video games and talk about how you know it's a waste of time it's this and that but it it's it's not i mean there's there's so much so much value in the time that you spend with someone else playing a game i mean right now my my wife does not play games and we've been playing through it takes two and that that is a very interesting time because she's not she's not great at video games. I'm gonna be really honest. Like she she plays Mario Kart. She's good at Mario Kart, but she this this platforming and this uh, actually having to shoot and things like that. That while it, it years ago it would have been absolutely frustrating for me to play this game with her, but now it's more about the time spent with her and that that time of of enjoying it with her. And and I think that really speaks to the medium in a way that a movie doesn't yeah you can enjoy watching a movie with somebody but it's that that actual interaction of dealing with another person while playing through a game that i really you don't get from anything else i mean very very few things at least and i i think that's it's awesome it's so cool it's not just sitting in a room right it's there you're there's interaction like you watch movies and you you like you'll talk about it for a second but that'll be it you know, video games you strategize with. Yeah. Justin, numero uno. All right. Yeah, like I said, it, this was a tough one because so many, when I think about the span of my video game playing and, and all that stuff, um, you know, one of the, the first major consoles we had as a family was a Super Nintendo and so it was it came with super mario world and and that was more so of a you know my dad and parents would kind of play at super mario kart and we would race each other um it was really trying to figure out which which one was going to be in there um 
But I went with, again, another obscure one. I have a couple on here. Uh, but for my number one, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. That's good. Nice. Uh, it, it's, it's one of my, like, all-time favorites. Um, and it was it was really one of the first games that um, it was it was just me. Or, you know, it was just but it was, it was one of those because it was the way it was structured. And it was not having to have my parents watch over or we were playing together. Um, spent so many hours uh, playing that game. And then, you know, being Nintendo family, it wasn't exposed to Final Fantasy either, like, like you mentioned before. And this was that one and unfortunately only opportunity, uh, at least before Paper Mario and all that, but as far as Nintendo and Square to create basically a Final Fantasy game with Mario um, and the way that the characters that they had developed, Geno and, and and all these different powers and, and all these different lands that you go to and, and uh, you know, there's puzzles and then you had getting that first introduction to, you know, turn-based RPG and, and, and that really, I think, set a trajectory for getting into like Final Fantasy VII later, which... You know that's probably one of my honorable mentions as well. Again, you you only have so many room, so much room in a in a top five, but that was really kind of the the crux of coming into my own as a, as an individual gamer and setting the tone for you know um, my style. That it, it is very much a hybrid. That it just kind of depends on you know how I'm feeling that day. From you know even playing games with with my wife we have a switch and we have pretty much all the mario games because she loves the platforming stuff although we've gotten into overcooked on the playstation that's but you know because she's she's the same way she can't really do a lot of the shooters or it just does not doesn't jive with her sensibilities for video games i mean when we first started dating uh mario kart you know she'd beat me in the first race and i would immediately just destroy the rest of the, the other three races but again it's it's just that that time spent but um, I think Super Mario RPG is really kind of where I came into my own, and it's one that I've had. I've purchased it on like the Wii Virtual Console, and one of the, I think I still have like the original Super Nintendo cartridge as well in in storage somewhere because um, it just had it just affected you know the type of gamer being that first one where it wasn't parents just watching over or helping. You know, it was really coming into my own as a gamer and having to figure stuff out without a guide or or any of that stuff because we were yeah for super nintendo you didn't have guides just yet and you had nintendo power magazines and stuff but you had like really thick guides we had yeah. one for super mario world because my mom wanted to get everything yeah they were fucking weird man yeah <laughs> so yeah I would, there were no strategy guides in our house until at least the nintendo 64 came into the house so yeah it was definitely that that first first iteration of trying to figure figure all that stuff out on my own as you know i think it's from 96 so yeah like eight or nine years old yeah that's i that's another game that i wish i had some history with but i i don't unfortunately and i it's one i've been meaning to go back and play and i just i sometimes forget about it just because i get it's not it wasn't something that was pivotal to me like it was for you but i i mean I hear so much love for that game, especially, you know, uh, people, you know, around our age and, and people that really, you know, that was their big experience with an RPG and really kind of set them down this, this, this uh, path of, of constantly looking for something similar to it. And 
uh, a lot of people still say that nothing holds up to it quite like like that game was. It's just such a special game that so many people just absolutely adore. I mean, everybody's still calling for Geno for Smash, right? (laughs) I can't believe they haven't made anything like it since. Like, I don't think that have they made another Mario RPG? Like, why wouldn't they do that? I mean, you've had Paper Mario and its iterations, but I mean, yeah, like I said, because of the relationship with Nintendo and Square, like, yeah, there's been nothing that's come close to that since which don't get me wrong there's there's some of the paper marios that that i've enjoyed playing but yeah and and maybe it's just because mario rpg the super nintendo was just that very first exposure to it and so it holds that nostalgic uh vibe to it but yeah i mean game play mechanics are you know just different and you know the the level of detail I think for for a 16-bit game at the time is is unreal. Yeah. Yep. It it sucks that Square and uh, and Nintendo, you know, kind of went their separate ways. Because I mean, seeing that game and seeing what they could have done, there's mm-hmm. so much cool stuff. And I mean, both of them obviously still make incredible games. Um, but God, that there's just something magical about that game and using those characters that are so beloved and 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 creating that same experience that a fi- the old school final fantasies can give you but still you know a, a very different experience because it is this fantastical world of a you know a fucking plumber and and everything right <laughs> like it it's still mario but it has such a a unique unique uh world to it and flair to it that is just uh, something that hasn't been recreated since an aside mario is a plumber but when the fuck has he ever plumbed anything he's never plumbed anything not probably once. never even unclogged a toilet probably not he's clogged <laughs> them i'm sure because I'm, absolutely <laughs> look at that man that is a man that clogs toilets for sure <laughs> maybe that's why they call him a plumber right he's He's the he's like an anti-plumber uh (laughs) but so my my number one game and part of me wishes that this was not the only repeat on all of our lists but it is um majora's mask i've obviously spoke about it a little bit earlier when you brought it up um it is my favorite game of all time and it could have been a bad game and it would still be my favorite game of all time. It is the first game that I really technically owned. Uh, my, my sister had that game boy, but my parents weren't big into video games at all. They, they didn't really care for them in general. And so I didn't actually have a system until it would have been early to mid two thousands sometime in that ballpark. Um, it was, it was right around the time I was about 10 because I was born in 93. Um, so at that time, GameCube was already out and I got an N64 and it was, uh, one of those things that my parents had gotten, uh, or had split up. And so of course they're trying to, you know, buy your love type of thing. And so, uh, my, my dad got an N64 and then eventually my, my mom had to one up and got him, got me a GameCube, but, that N64 was essentially my first console and my first experience with games. And I remember when uh, I actually bought it from a neighbor of mine and 
she had Majora's Mask. She had like NFL Blitz. She had a, you know, Diddy Kong Racing, a bunch of like super classic N64 games that I still love to this day. But um, I, Majora's Mask was the one I gravitated to because at at the time I was so amazed, right? Like I, I hadn't really been exposed to a whole lot of games. I mean, I had played some at like a babysitter's or friend's house and things like that, but it was also still a very different era, you know, where, you know, kids still went outside and things like that, which doesn't seem to happen much anymore. But uh, I, I remember playing through Majora's Mask. And like I said, I had that that giant sheet of or stack of papers that I printed out on, you know, some computer with like AOL dial up. And it, like I got in trouble because I printed out too many sheets type of thing. Like, you know, it was that that era of of computers and. I remember just spending so much time in this world and, and enjoying everything in it. And I, I beat it. I, I couldn't even tell you how many times after I actually beat it with a walkthrough, I went back through and I beat it again without the walkthrough and then, or with probably a little assistance from the walkthrough. And then the next time I beat it completely without the walkthrough, I, I played this game over and over and over. And this game really kind of set the tone for, for what I would enjoy going forward i mean i still to this day love love zelda the zelda games are my my favorite games of all time and they uh, i mean that perfect balance of of adventure and puzzles and you know going through the dungeons i mean there's just something magical about traveling through these different biomes that that are so drastically different these unique characters and and all the just crazy things that that franchise has done and uh, i'm i'm obviously very very biased but it's it it just holds such a special place in my heart and i really tossed back and forth whether i was going to put this or god of war first but part of me doesn't know if i ever would have experienced god of war if it wasn't for this game this game was my my entrance into games and becoming obsessed with with completing a story and seeing where it goes and seeing what happens and going to every nook and cranny and doing everything I can possibly do. And it's, it's one of those things that, I mean, like I said, yeah, I played some games here and there, but if it wasn't for that game, I really don't know if I would be playing games still to this day. I don't know if I would be, I, I certainly probably wouldn't be doing a gaming podcast. I wouldn't have that, that strong pull to, experience these things outside of a movie like these things you are involved in and 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 play a a role and yeah it may be a set path but it you still feel involved in that especially as a kid that that it was a very unique feeling of like hey this is i'm doing this i'm doing this and it didn't feel linear at the moment like and majora's mask wasn't entirely linear but it you still had to do things in a certain order and it it it's just it felt like an open world game without being an entirely open world game. Like it was pretty open, especially for the N64. But I mean, at the time, everything felt monstrous, you know, going around Termina and, and it just felt massive and like this giant, like leap in, in what gaming could accomplish. And, um, I mean, yeah, you go back to it now and it feels tiny, right? Like there's, it's, it's not massive. It's not huge, but it, it was just such a unique experience. And I mean, Ocarina of Time probably would have been that game for me if I had played that one first, but I didn't get that one first. I got Majora's Mask and 
and there's something about the darkness of that game too and the the very dark undertones of it that really hit me a different way than what ocarina of time did i i went back and played ocarina of time later and i i adore that game too it's it's fantastic but majora's mask is that special to me because of just the the timing of it and and how it all just perfectly fell i guess i mean it's just it's it's a very unique experience that uh, i could never replicate again if i wanted to it's a good game it's a good game (laughs) it's also a great game (laughs) it's it's such a good game it's a good one to repeat yeah Yeah. on our list it's just and we have those games in like every we we we're here for a reason we've all played that game that has had that impact on us that has made sure that we played and stuck through through the video games that we play it's they're more important than people pay uh than 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 people give them credit for yeah which is sad yeah absolutely and people that you know are are entirely against video games are missing out i mean if you don't want to play them, that's fine, but I, I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon, if ever. I'll be in a yeah. fucking nursing home playing Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah. I'll pistol whip somebody with a fucking N64 controller. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. To be fair, most of the people who don't like video games and, like, nowadays, they're because there's not that very many of them. Like, they're really, really old yeah. and also yeah. not very nice, and they want you not on their lawn. And right. you know what? Video, keep, video games keep you off their lawn, so maybe they're right. happy about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it sucks to see all the people I used to play games with all the time. How like as they've gotten older, they stop playing, and it's like, man, I I don't know how you could do that. Growing up in the era we did, I mean, video mm-hmm. games were I mean, we we grew up in the prime time of video games, like the best years of video games, the most classic games that I mean to ever come out, and I it's crazy to see these people that, you know, uh, good friends of mine. And I'm still good friends with a lot of them that are just like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't play anymore. I don't, I don't, you know, I just, I'm not into it anymore. I mean, that's cool for you, but I can't, I can't see that ever happening for me. Yeah, I know. Absolutely not. Like I'll go in spurts where I'll, uh, I won't play and like leading up to the crossroads. Like I hadn't been playing really anything for like a year. Like I said, I played Fortnite cause I could drop in and out doing this has been kind of has this kind of stuff has revitalized that but i i'm pretty sure i literally literally grew up in the like from start to finish yeah with the nes came out in 84 85 something like that i can't remember exactly i was born december 31st 1985 i grew up with every single nintendo system i had everything 83 all right well i'm not that old but uh (laughs) close (laughs) close enough (laughs) And Laurent is still older than that. This is true. Let's all remember. And I hope he listens to all of this. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking murder me, but it'll be worth it. But like, I had every Nintendo system except for the Nintendo Magnavox thing. I've had every one. It's a great era to have grown up. It really is. We had Pogs. Pogs. Nice. <laughs> yes. And it's coming back with the the add-on for nintendo switch online oh yes with with the wireless controllers oh my god i yeah i 
as much as the N64 controller sucks, I'm gonna end up yeah. buying that thing for sure. Oh. Absolutely. I have a switch light. I need I need it to work on that. Like I'll set it up on something and just fucking like I <laughs> watched it on a played it on a tiny screen in the first place. Why not fucking do it again? Right. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to buy like a CR CR uh yeah, CRV CRT. just so I can actually, you know, experience <laughs> like back then. Or at least an old tube projection TV. Right. Fucking, those the good old are, days. Yeah, like a twenty inch TV weighs like four hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God forbid you drop it on your foot. Oh my God. That's how you break toes for sure. All of them at once. Absolutely. Boys, I thoroughly appreciate you coming on this show and, and having this excellent conversation. I mean, this was, this was incredible. This is everything I hoped it was going to be. I do apologize that there was technical issues and we're also going very late now. Uh, and it was also a long show, but it, this was a wonderful, wonderful episode. And I'm so glad you guys were on to, to take part in it Uh, i've loved every second of this um i have i ran my own podcast for a while where i've i interviewed just insanely important people and this is literally the most fun i've ever had on any podcast on any episode period awesome i I, fucking love love that (laughs) <laughs> I've I've loved every second of it. You tapped into the we've tapped into the nostalgia of everything. Like if we could go for three more hours, and I I would be all right. I'd hit up another Red Bull, but you know. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're get, we're getting older, and it's getting late. And <laughs> but no, I've got to work again, in the morning. Right? <laughs> Justin's like, I want to go to bed. Uh, but no, I again, thank you guys so much for coming on here. Uh, plug your shit again, please. Tell these people where they can find you. I went first last time, Justin. It's it's okay. it's your turn. There you go, Justin. All right. Well, say so thank you again. Yeah, it was absolute blast to to be on here. And then again, the topic was was absolutely amazing to do uh, some research on and and just kind of tap back into those memories. And yeah, like I said we could probably talk for all night, but we're not that young anymore. But uh, no. yeah. So like I said, you can find me on the most social media channels: Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook instagram at zoomy 2009 um yeah like i said my hope is to for october anyways is to try at least do some some horror game streaming leading up to the extra life day um which is uh so i'm part of the the dad gaming team i'm trying to raise money for the local children's miracle network hospital here in uh kansas uh via christy so um you can find links to all that on Twitter page and, and all that stuff. So please uh, donate or share uh, is greatly appreciated. So awesome. My turn. Are you going to grow uh, out the, uh, the porn stash? Oh, for, please do. For everything. <laughs> the dad you can stash, skip my yeah, turn entirely. If we talk about the stash. stash. Dad so, stash sounds more wholesome, but so I, was, I, was, I, was, I was telling Chris at the beginning, uh, where we get everything set up is, is this, originally wasn't intentional it was uh you know heading into work on base and you know you have to be you know fairly shaven i was running late because dealing with kid issues in the morning and so i just just kind of shaved what i needed to and left it because we're wearing masks most of the time unless we're in the office well it happened a couple days in a row and a co-worker had pointed it out and was just like okay like i, li- I like the dad stash happening there and so i, I looked at it i was just Point like stash. well this is- it wasn't the <laughs> 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 We're not going to let you take this back. 
<laughs> I'm giving you the office conversation because, you know, it's the military and, you know, this is why we have training every year. Yeah, fair uh-huh. enough. Certain topics. <laughs> so I said, well, that, that wasn't the intent, but now that you've said that, I'm just going to see how long this goes. And so, yeah, the first time, you know, the, the wife really noticed it was starting to come in a little more. She kind of side-eyed and looked at me and was like, is this a is this one of those mustache months you know because there's like you know no shave november or mustache march and it's like no i just kind of left it at that and so sweet stash september (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just like we'll just see how this goes see how long i think we're probably about two months in now and just kind of we'll see what happens nice see if if she reaches the breaking point where she's like okay no like it might be the the pre the prequel to the divorce of yeah Justin and his wife. So once it reaches that point, then I'll know. Yeah. But until then, get random papers. Right. Hey, I need you to sign <laughs> this. So, like I said, uh, I may not be may not be uh, rocking the the bald look just yet. I don't know. Another ten fifteen years, especially if there's another Hold kid. Hold on to it as long as you yeah. can. Uh, it's... Enjoy it. <laughs> I wanted, I'll, I'll I would, rock I, the stash as long as I can in go. lieu of the bald, <laughs> bald beauty. Amen. Bald is beautiful. It I is. before we lost like video and stuff. I razored that. Like I, I, I'm lazy, so I don't razor <laughs> it often. But I, I razored it for this show. Oh my god! It is I, smooth it, as a baby's bottom. I am so sorry that my internet let you down and we couldn't show that off because I also razored mine today and I trimmed up my beard. Like yep. I, I got, I got looking good for you guys. All right, Me this too. is the best I look. This is well, all I have. Okay, <laughs> I'm working with what I got, but I just, yeah, we're gonna have to have you guys on again when we can do a live show like normal because <clears throat> even though my internet hates me, maybe next time it'll work but it's usually when guests are around and it makes you, you look like you're entirely incompetent and you know, the normal. That's how it has to go every Technology. time. Every time. Technology is an asshole. Uh, but um, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll plug my shit real quick. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at real Chris true. Um, you can catch me Tuesdays on crossroads, making fun of Laurent or here <laughs> making fun of Laurent. And I'm going to get a phone call about this probably tomorrow. Um, I just, I love you, Laurent. I want you to know that. <laughs> I mean, at least we weren't live because he might call you tonight. Yeah, I, <laughs> it'll be all right. He has to wait until tomorrow till he, he's at work what, listening what? to it. Like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> it's just four hours of all of us making fun of Laurent. Oh, he's a, he's gosh. a, he's a, he's a gym. He's a real peach. I like, mm, I like yeah. him. I'll walk him a walk. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a fantastic dude. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on my own personal socials at Brody Foltz. Um, probably not going to post anything, but I'm there. Uh, you can also find me on PlayStation at Luscious Brody. You can find me on Xbox as Luscious Brody. Yes, I have fully adopted it, Chris. I see that smirk. <laughs> it I love is, it. <laughs> it is branding at this point, all right? Um, but again, thank you guys so much for coming on. It, this was incredible loved it so thank you again that guys we'll see you next time